You're listening to the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast, the place for the kick-ass woman who needs a kick in the ass. Your host, Jen Rosenbaum, is giving you the tools to shed shame and live the biggest life possible. So kick off your heels, get comfy, and get ready to be the boss of your life. exactly sure how I came across the medical medium, but I can tell you that I saw his Instagram and people making comments on his Instagram over and over again. It kind of kept popping up. And then one day I had posted something on my Instagram and somebody wrote back saying, you should drink celery juice. (laughs) It's changed my life. And I kept thinking to myself, you know what? It's something if you hear about celery juice once. It's something if you hear about it twice, but if it keeps popping up in your uh, line of vision over and over again, maybe it's the universe trying to tell you something. So I started following the medical medium, Anthony William, and reading his books, uh, Medical Medium and Liver Rescue, learning a little bit more about um, his take on nutrition. And uh, it was really super interesting. And because I follow him on Instagram, one day, this woman, Maya, the smile enthusiast, caught my attention. And I was immediately attracted to her energy and her spirit. And I thought to myself, man, if drinking celery juice is going to make me as magnetic and energetic and beautiful as her, uh, I'm in. Juice all the celery in the world. <laughs> so I started juicing celery and I reached out to Maya and we've become friendly and I'm so happy to have her on the podcast today. Um, <clears throat> again, you guys, you know, we talk about a lot of health stuff on here and medical stuff. It's obviously not meant to replace anything a doctor would tell you, um, but it's certainly interesting. So definitely take a listen. And if you're juicing celery, reach out to me. Let me know. I'm so interested to hear how it works for you. Hi, Maya. Welcome to the podcast today. Hey, Jennifer. Thank you so much. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate you thinking of me. Oh my gosh. I'm so honored. So um, guys, uh, Maya is known as the smile enthusiast. And if you can only see her now, you would understand why, because she's absolutely <laughs> stunning and has a smile. I don't even want to say from ear to ear. I want to say from like East Coast to West Coast. West Coast. <laughs> Beautiful. <laughs> All right, like year to year doesn't even explain how big and beautiful it is. So thank you oh for joining God. me. You are so sweet. You are a doll. Thank you, Jennifer. So before you introduce yourself to everybody, um, I'm going to give a quick little background of how we connected, um, which was actually fairly recently. Uh, I decided that 2019 was going to be the year that Jen Rosenbaum finally got her shit together. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> we curse on, on this podcast, just so you know. Perfect. It's free. Yeah. <laughs> um, <coughs> so I decided that this was the year that I was going to get myself together. And what I mean by that is really spiritually, emotionally, and health-wise recovering from my cancer journey and um, being very mindful of it and cognizant of it. And I decided that the first step for that for me was the food that I ingest. And, uh, you know, I'm very big on Instagram. I love Instagram. I'm always on it. You know, if you ever, if I'm doing something on my phone, chances are I'm on Instagram. I just think it's such a great platform. And uh, somehow the medical medium kept popping up in my life, you know, and I, I am a true believer in the universe. We just spoke about before, like how I got a Ted talk and you, you asked me how I got the Ted talk. And I said, Oh, I got it. Cause I put it on my bucket list. And two weeks later, they called me, you know, it was, uh, I'm a big believer in the universe. So when things start popping up again and again, I'm like, all right, I'll listen. What is it? So I started looking into the medical medium and through the medical medium, I discovered you and immediately I'm you guys, I'm really not even, I, you might think I'm like woo-wooing you, but I'm really not. I felt your energy through the phone, through Instagram. I was like, yes, this is my people right here. And I need to connect with her. And I wrote you a private message and you were nice enough to write back to me. And that is how we connected you guys. That is the beautiful part of social media is the social part of it. Absolutely. That's right. Um, So now that I gave you that little introduction, tell us a little bit about you, who you are and, and everything amazing about you. Oh my goodness. Well, thank you so much for that introduction. I'm, I'm glowing and made me blush and I'm still smiling from East Coast to West Coast. So thank you for doing that. It's great smile aerobics. You know, you have to exercise those face muscles on a regular basis. And um, I'm a big believer in the universe, much like yourself as well. I always have been. And I've always been a big believer in your attitude and mindset is very important because when you go through life, there's parts in life that just are not going to be awesome. 
but you have to be able to smile through it anyways and be able to pull that silver lining. And I feel as though I've received a lot of practice throughout the course of my lifetime. I have endured my ups and my downs and I've had a lot of lows, but you know, now can celebrate a lot of highs. So I am honestly just an average woman, an average 43-year-old woman who decides to live her life in such a way that I can give back to the universe because I have been given an opportunity to meet certain people that have given me certain knowledge and information and have been able to build my knowledge base in the health industry, in the health field, so much so that I can now share that with women across the globe, all thanks to social media you know, there's, there's honestly nothing special per se about anything that I've done in my life. I've just been a, just a woman trying to live the best life possible and the best version of herself possible and leading by example. And I think it's really important, especially even in the social media days now that we see on Instagram, there's so much illusion, you know, so many individuals, they're portraying who they want to be, who they think other people want them to be. And so they, they have this illusion and they try their very best to put this illusion out there. And my heart goes out to these women because, you know, really at the end of the day, they just, they want to be important. They want to be a someone. They want to feel like they're loved. Maybe they don't have love in their current life and they feel that if they portray it online, they're going to somehow be validated in that way and receive that. And it's, like my, my heart goes out to these women. And I know that women all across the globe, are they, they are overcome with so many stresses in their life. More stresses today that I've seen than like ever before. So many pressures are put upon you and, and it causes your immune system to go down and it causes you to get sick. And you have no choice once you get sick, but to go to the doctors and God bless them. They're wonderful people. They want to help you, you know, so much. And and my hat's off to them for everything that they try and do. But then you got to look to the governing bodies above them and the information that's coming down the pipes just isn't the right information. And people are not able to heal themselves. They are not able to get the information that they need in order to heal. And, and that's the medical medium came out the way he did. He's been, he's been doing this for like 40 years, you know, and he's always tried to help people and he sacrificed so much of his life, you know, having this, this spirit, this voice talking in his ears 24 seven, he can't shut it off, you know, but spirit tells him things about people's health and he has such compassion for the human race. He helps everyone, you know, and, and he had to go through some really hard times because he just couldn't afford, you know, to, to live, but he didn't want to charge people, you know? So, he struggled too. And I admire and I appreciate that so much. And, you know, in, in a way I, I see as myself evolving in very similar patterns as, as himself, because I've got all of his knowledge and information and I'm, what I'm doing with it is putting it out there for free on social media to raise awareness, you know, because even if I can help one or two people, overcome, you know, their, their chronic conditions or illness, that is a win, you know, but it's just drawing awareness and attention to things that just are not readily available to society, you know? So it's just really about being a, the best version that you could possibly be and, and working in selfless ways to help others. If you have something, if you have a gift or if you have knowledge and, and why not want to share that with other people so that they can take it and, and try and be the best version of themselves, you know? And, and the whole idea of, of smiling and the whole mindset of always seeing things as beautiful, always seeing life as you know, if, if it's not a, a blessing, it's some sort of a lesson, which is a blessing in itself, you know, and bad things are going to happen and, and we're going to go through hard times and we're going to suffer loss and we're going to go through stress and anxiety and we're going to suffer broken hearts. Like we should already go into life knowing that this stuff is just going to happen. If we think, if we think that we're going to move on this planet and not suffer in any way, shape or form. We are naive. Okay. So we need to just like wake up a little bit, you know, and, and say to ourselves, this is going to happen. So here's what I'm going to do. All right. I'm going to move forward with the awareness that something could happen along the way. I'm not going to put focus and energy into it, but I'm just going to be consciously aware that shit happens. Okay. So when it does happen, you're okay with that because you say to yourself, Oh Yeah. Yeah, this is what they talk about by shit happening. That's right, you know. So here's 
okay, well, let's, uh, let's look to see what's, what's good out of it. What can we pull that's good out of this? You know, I, uh, I was at Costco during Christmas holidays and I had my car parked. I went in, I just had to run and grab some pictures because I was making homemade cards with pictures of myself and my family and then to, to send to, to family and friends. And when I came out of the Costco, I said, oh, I got to do smile aerobics at the gym. So I get into the car, go to the gym. I came out of the car. I go around to the passenger side to open my door. And I see this ding in the side of my car. And it was, it was big. I just, I looked at it and I went, wow. Like that wasn't there 10 minutes ago. Wow. You know? And the first thing I said to myself was, okay, so, you know, normally what, what can happen here? You can react negatively start to swear. You start just searching the parking lot, thinking that it happened when you're at the gym, not even thinking for a second that it might've happened somewhere else where you were before, you know, your adrenaline would start to rush. Your cortisol levels would start to elevate. The next thing you know, you're in that fight or flight mode. And now your body is just rushing, flooding with adrenaline, that corrosive, corrosive hormone that happens when we stress ourselves out, you know? And then I thought, yeah, I could do that, but you know what? That doesn't serve me. So why don't I look at the positive? Okay, what can I see good out of this situation? Well, you know, I've got a few rust spots on my car, and I always thought that maybe I'm just going to have them fixed and have my car wrapped and put the smile enthusiast on the car, you know? And the more and more I stood there and I thought of it, I was like, yeah, that's a great idea. I'm going to, I'm going to wrap my car with the smile enthusiast, you know, maybe even get smile aerobics on there. And I got excited, Jen. I got so excited that thanks to this, whoever hitting my car created an idea for me that otherwise would not have been in my brain to fix the car and have it wrapped with smile aerobics and the smile enthusiast. And I went off to the rest of my day with a smile on my face and a spring in my step. And I didn't think any more about it, but I even made a video and I posted it on my YouTube channel as a, like, here's what happened. What would you do? How would you react in this situation? And it was like, boom, right then and there. So when you're seeing that video on, on YouTube, you know, it was pretty much like two minutes after I realized that it had happened. I thought, you know what? I'm going to take a video of this because this is really growth oriented. And I found it such a growth oriented experience for me. Why wouldn't I want to share that experience with whoever wants to watch it so that their awareness can be raised that should something crappy like that happen, instead of looking at the negative, let's look at the positive first. Focus on that positive. Focus on the silver lining because your day is only going to move forward and up from there. If you go the other direction and be that guy that gets that adrenaline rushing and that cortisone elevated, man, you're going to have a bad day. You're going to wish you didn't even get out of bed. You're going to say to yourself, can we be like Groundhog Day and just do this one over again? I, I want to I do over on the day. And, you know, I don't wish that upon anyone. Yeah, and, you, and other people will have bad days too because you're going to rub off on them and it's, it's a whole chain reaction. Yeah. So I want to I wanna back up just a little bit. Uh, Go for it. <laughs> because, beep, yeah, beep. exactly. <laughs> I want to back up a little bit because we, we're throwing out, oh, the medical medium and this and that. And uh, probably most people don't know who that is or, or uh, you know, if you're watching my Instagram stories lately, you'll see that I'm drinking celery juice in the morning and I tag the medical medium. So could we just talk about that really fast, who the medical medium actually is and how you discovered him and how it's sort of changed your I want to say your life, because the truth of the matter is everything that you're talking about, about being happy and, and this mental uh, capacity to be able to turn something negative into something positive cannot happen unless you are feeling well and healthy. And you know that in itself, and I can speak from experience currently, is a hurdle to having a good day, right? So can we, can we back up and talk about that just a little bit? Sure. So Anthony William is the medical medium. He has a, he was gifted um, by, by the, the higher source who is gifted with a voice that speaks to him, just like you're hearing me right now with this podcast in, in your ears. Well, he has a voice that speaks to him like that in real time. And this voice tells him about health related issues and people. And he does readings on people and then tells Anthony what's wrong with the person and has given Anthony the ability to be able to do readings himself, to see into people, to be able to discover 
where their chronic issues and illness lie in order to be able to give them the power and the tools and the information and the truth that they need in order to regain their good health, to be able to have that knowledge and information and then take that information and put it into action. You know, it's one thing to be given the information. It's another thing to completely put it into action. So he's been given this gift. He's been doing this now for about 40 years and he has helped hundreds and thousands of people across the globe recover from chronic illness and injury. And, you know, there's no research and science behind anything that he does except spirit. Spirit is his research and science. And, you know, um, on Instagram as well, people pose questions towards me, basically, you know, questioning me and my information and trying to, you know, start some sort of a, a battle back and forth, which I never participate in because it doesn't serve the situation. I simply come forward and it's all over my Instagram that he is my source. He is my number one trusted source for all things health related. And I was always in the school of, let's say, health and wellness. I was raised in a very strict European, Eastern European family. I'm Ukrainian and we lived off the land. So my mom, when she got pregnant, basically quit her job so that she could raise the kids. And we lived off the land. Her garden was amazing. She grew everything. She made everything homemade from scratch. So that's the household that I grew up in. So we were always very mindful about food and always had a diet that was very mindful of, of good health. So I'd like to think that I got a little jump start in that department early in life. And then I decided when I was going to college and in my twenties, I decided, you know, to basically bastardize my body. Like most people when they're in their twenties and in college and university and doing their thing. And, you know, I had a, I had a pretty good go at that one. And then, um, there was a car accident that happened and it sort of threw me, threw me pretty much rock bottom. The doctor uh, had prescribed fentanyl to me. So I was on like 75 micromilligrams of fentanyl. It's this patch that now apparently people are using and, and they're dying from it, from overdoses. But we're talking, this is going back in like 2008 when this happened. Mm -hmm. So nobody really knew much about that drug. But anyways, the, it, was, it was a struggle. It was a struggle and I hit rock bottom and um, I was, you know, 89 pounds and I was, my mom thought that I was like going down. She's going down. That's it. You know, the fentanyl, I was on a whole buffet of medication, prescription medication. You know, it's like, I can't sleep. The doctor gave me something for sleep and there was for the anxiety and then there was for the depression and then there was for the gut rod and then the, like, you name it. And like, oh, yeah. it just, oh, yeah. it, it just kept going, you know? Yeah. And, um, it, that, that was a, that was a struggle. That was a real hard struggle, but there was a certain light that just kind of flicked in my head one day. And I said to myself, there is nobody that's going to dig me out of this except for me. And man, I dug down so far deep down that I didn't even realize I had the reaching capacity to dig down to. And that is the day that I changed my life. So I was extremely hyper vigilant about what I put into my body and I also too fell victim to misinformation on the internet. I relied on the internet at that point in time to get my information, to be able to know how I could be the best version of me. And, you know, even things like lectins and, and believing things about grains and about nightshades and lectins. And there's so many different theories that are out there. All of it is misinformation, you know, but when I was given the first medical medium book by a very, very dear friend of mine, um, pretty much my life partner at this point in time, he, he gave it to me and it was a game changer for me. When I'm reading the book, I was able to connect my life to the things that he was saying in the book. I almost felt Jen that he was writing that book for me. Mm -hmm. And, and then I started to listen to his podcasts and then I started to listen to his radio shows. And every time I listened, I felt like he was talking to me. He, you of course know, cause you listen to his podcasts too, but he, he talks like you're right there. Like, sure. You know what I'm talking about. Don't you, you, you need to like, you know what? You didn't catch that. That's okay. You go back and you re-listen to this again from the beginning and you listen to it actually a couple of times, you know? And, and I even remember him saying things about, um, oh, was it eating, eating figs, eating figs and nines, you know, and eating dates and sevens. And he's like, you, you remember that number seven. You just, you need to remember that number seven 
and, and it was, it was shortly after, you know, and, and I ended up seeing like 7,000 followers on my Instagram and, and I had just heard him say that to me, like not even the day before mm-hmm. and just little things like that, you know? So the, the great thing about the medical mediums, although I do know that it wasn't specifically talking towards me, anyone, absolutely anyone that listens to his, his podcast or reads his book are going to connect to it in some way. Mm-hmm. It's, it's the nature of his information. It's the nature of his content. You know, if you were to read the, um, the thyroid healing book and, and connect with how he speaks about Epstein-Barr virus and, and how it starts off as a kid, you know, with mono and then it moves, it moves. Yeah. Right. Then yeah, it moves to the liver. Then it moves to the liver and, and it, it hangs out in there and it burrows itself in there because it's a smorgasbord of heavy metals and all of this other garbage that Epstein-Barr loves to feed off of. But it has a, it has a plan. It has like a trip to make. You know, on, on the bucket list of the Epstein-Barr virus, it's to get to your central nervous system and come hell or high water, it's going to do whatever it needs to do to get there, you know? So after it has its feeding frenzy and, and could stay dormant, honestly, in your liver for like 10 years, but then maybe... Maybe you get into a car accident. Maybe you suffer loss. Maybe someone dies close to you. Maybe you suffer heartbreak. Maybe, maybe somebody emotionally scarred you, you know, somebody betrayed you and you have this emotional collapse. Your immune system goes down. Epstein-Barr virus comes out from the liver and says, ooh, la, la, let's kick her while she's down and then makes its way to your thyroid, you know, and then it burrows its way in your thyroid and begins to learn how to create a new food to keep it going because it no longer can eat the crap that it was eating off the liver. So it has to, it has to basically figure out, all right, what do, what do I got to eat now? And how do I figure out how to get food in me? So then it figures out how to play with your adrenal glands. And every time it wants a shot of adrenaline, because that's what it likes to eat as well, it starts to shoot in your adrenaline glands, shoot them down, shoot them down. And then you're releasing adrenaline, adrenaline, adrenaline to the point where you don't even realize that you're doing it. You have no control over it. It's the virus that's shooting out your adrenaline, making your adrenaline flood your system to the point where after so many years, there's no more adrenaline left in the tank. No more adrenaline left. So then what happens? You feel chronic fatigue syndrome. You're tired all the time. Like you brain fog, your mental clarity is out the window. You know, you just, you don't feel motivated to do anything. You just, you slept for 12 hours and you wake up. And the first thing you want to do before you go and make your three cups of coffee is go and take a nap first. You know, like you just have no energy. Now, when you're down like that, then that's when, that's when the Epstein-Barr virus says, okay, you know what? I see the central nervous system. It's right over there. You know, all of the barriers that were preventing me from getting into the central nervous system, they are down. The woman is down and let's make our way to the central nervous system. And then that is just, that's a, I, I mean, that's a gong show when that happens. And we're seeing more of this today with women than ever before. And this, like, this is what it is. You know, I've had hundreds of women send me messages and it's, crazy. It blows my mind how they are all surrounding the trip that the Epstein-Barr virus takes from basically their childhood that they can remember, always having problems, always having earaches, always having sinus infections, having the mono, getting the flus, you know, and then and then having the adrenal problems later in life. And the older you get, the more you think, oh, this is just part of aging, you know, perimenopause, menopause, this is just part of the process, you know. But really, it's not so much part of the process if you understand how the process happened and what you can do to reverse it, you know, because knowledge is power. And, you know, you need two elements here. First and foremost, you need the truth when it comes to your health and when it comes to what's attacking you and why you're feeling the way that you're feeling. The second thing you need is just knowing what to do about it, you know, and then take those two things and put it into action and simply do something about it. Yeah. I think, um, you know, you're describing me <laughs> when you talk about all these things. I mean, when I was younger, I had my tonsils removed cause I had strep all the time. And then I had mono when I was uh, in college and my, my immune system was never really the same. And, you know, when I was listening to one of Anthony's podcasts and he said, um, all breast cancer is caused from the Epstein-Barr virus. I almost fainted. I mean, I was like, it was mind blowing because the thing is, 
listen, I'm a New Yorker, right? So my first instinct is to go, this guy's full of it, right? Like he's full of what is spirit. I mean, I believe in the universe just as much as the next guy, you know, but, but please come on, you have somebody in your, in your head and then he's talking to you and the baloney, right? This is baloney. <laughs> but then I was like, you know what? Something kept saying, you know, my own inner voice kept saying, just listen, just listen. What is, what is so bad? The man is telling you to eat fruits and vegetables. He's not, you know, like he's not selling anything to you. He's not, you know, telling you to take all these crazy medicines or whatnot. Just listen. I said, okay, okay. I'll listen. I'll listen. I'll read a book. I'll listen to some podcasts. And it's fascinating to me because the things that he says make sense. And, you know, when you, go to all the doctors like I've been going to, um, they don't make sense. They just don't. When, as, far as, as far as nutrition is concerned, right? They are very, doctors are very um, compartmentalized in what they do. So I go to my oncologist and she's a wonderful oncologist and I love her and I'm not knocking doctors here at all. They're amazing at what they do, but she understands how to kill cancer virus, right? That's what she, cancer virus, cancer cells. This is what she's, her job is, right? To get the cancer out of my body so that I can live. But I ask her about nutrition or I say to her, what do you think of this supplement? Or what about eating this? And she's like, I don't know. That's not my department. Literally, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a room in, in Memorial Sloan Kettering in New York City, small little room that they talk about maybe some supplements, maybe, you know? <laughs> and that's when I really started asking myself, like, where am I getting my information from? You know, where am I? You might think, oh, this guy's woo-woo and he has, a, he has a voice in his head, but, you know, you're ready to Google something and just because the internet says it, you believe it's true. You know, it's just like, it's, it's fascinating to me. And so I've dramatically changed my diet as of January 2nd, dramatically changed my diet and have been feeling like crap since. And I think that I'm, I'm saying that because um, I don't want to dissuade people from doing it, but it's proving to me how toxic my body was before and how, how much is flushing out. Um, and even to the point, I told you this before we even started the podcast, that there are moments where I felt like I felt after chemo, or I felt like I felt when I had mono. And, and then I listened to a podcast of Anthony's and he talks about, you know, an emotional liver and how it holds on to these memories. And when you're flushing it, it's actually letting go of those things that you went through. I mean, when I had chemo, I had liver problems. There was one, one chemo session. They almost didn't give me the chemo because I, my liver was not functioning properly and I was otherwise healthy, you know? So it wasn't surprising to me after I heard him say that, that I had been feeling some of the symptoms that I had felt in previous years. And, you know, I always say, you got to run towards the pain. You got to push through the pain. And every day that I feel <laughs> like crap, I'm like, it's just one day closer to feeling better, just feeling good. And, you know, there's times, you know, I don't know, I guess I always thought before I got cancer, like, oh, if I ever got cancer, I would just go vegan. And I, you know, that'll cure it and that'll make everything better. But I've said it before. It, it just doesn't work like that. You're like, oh, I have, I have cancer. Can I have a brownie? Can I have ice cream? Can I have a glass of wine? <laughs> you know, can you give me a Xanax? Like I, there's, a, there's things, right, that you try to do to emotionally heal and your body is just like, mm, no, I need something. I need comfort right now. Um, but standing here today, and I'm not sure this will be true forever, but standing here today, I sometimes now look at those foods and I go, how did I even put that in my body? What was I thinking? And I'm not judging anyone that does, but... I have to remember personally that I had cancer and I'm different than, than someone who didn't or didn't yet, right? Yeah. Uh, I, I have to make different decisions based on that. And it's really hard to get there mentally. It's really, really hard. Um, but I got there and I have to tell you, you know, I've been doing this podcast now for, I don't know, about six months or so. And, you know, I put calls out regularly for, you know, women who want to tell their stories and inspire other women. And I cannot tell you the number one um, topic that I get back from women is chronic illness, that they want to talk about chronic illness and how they work through it and how they manage life around it. And how, and it makes me think, why? Why, I'm, why, why are you living through it? Why are you pushing through it? Why are we wearing medals that say, I'm awesome because I pushed through my chronic illness today? Let's heal the chronic illness, right? Let's do the best we can to do that. And again, this is not a judgmental comment. This is a comment coming from um, solidarity because I feel the same way. I've spent the last year feeling like crap every day. You know, so I, I think so much of what you're saying is is really will hit home for a lot of people. And again, for anybody, I listen. I'm not getting anything if you check out the medical medium or not. It's not, you know, no skin off my back. Um, but just to listen and do your research and know where your information is coming from, and you know, and and Anthony talks about that quite a bit too. The government and everything, how they get involved in 
And I'll let you speak to that a little bit if you want. But yeah, there's there's a lot of information that you go, wow, this is kind of making sense. And fruit fear. Let's talk about fruit fear for one second. Oh God, yeah. Because my God, I have this is this is um I'm sorry if I'm rambling, but I need to say this. I have lived in fruit fear for about, I don't know, seven, eight years now. And it's so interesting to me if you really, really listen to your body and what it needs you just give it, you give it to the body and it will, like, you don't even need a book for that. Right. There are times like after I had my surgery, I, my mastectomy, I was like, all I want is oranges. I'm craving oranges. I'm craving oranges. I'm craving strawberries. I'm craving blueberries. And vitamin C is a huge cancer killer. And so I'm learning this and I'm looking back and I'm going, man, I wanted oranges. My body was asking for it. And yet I was like, oh, I can't have too many. Cause I might put on three pounds, you know, how dumb. I mean, I'm eating all the fruit I want right now and I'm not feeling bad about it at all. And I actually, I love it. I mean, it's like, I feel free. <laughs> Amen, sister. Like yeah. that's what I'm talking about. That's uh, too many people out there have fruit fear. And, um, and this is sort of where medical science and research kind of comes into play. And then that information, which is misinformation trickles down to the doctors, which is why then you get an answer from your oncologist saying, that's not my department. I can't tell you about nutrition. And then when you go to the registered dietitian at the hospital, you know, they're telling you to eat more eggs and have a lean chicken breast and have a little broccoli with that. You know, they're not telling you to eat your, your fruits and your vegetables. In fact, they'll probably tell you not to eat fruit. They'll probably tell you that sugar feeds cancer. And, you know, and and that's the unfortunate part because, you know, the, the, when they test the fructose from the fruit, they're not testing it with the phytochemicals and all of the other phytonutrients that are in the fruit. They, they simply pull out the fructose. But what those phytochemicals and the phytonutrients within every other part of the fruit is what sort of prevents any of the sugar from doing any negative damage. In fact, it, it gives the healing power that the cells need. You need these phytochemicals from fruits. You need these phytonutrients. It's super important. I mean, let's just look at the brain alone. The brain runs on on glucose. It's made up of glycogen storage, you know, and then mineral salts. And then there's a tiny little bit of fat involved, tiny little rare trace of omegas that are involved, you know? So when you go on the internet and you read, you have to eat more protein, 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 because your brain needs it, you know, like, why does your brain need fat? It hardly has any fat in it. Your brain needs glucose, your brain needs critically clean carbohydrates. Your brain needs fruits. Your brain needs winter squash and yams and sweet potato and potato. These are critically clean carbohydrates. You know, when, when you lose your glycogen storage in your brain, your brain starts to shrink. That's where we get like dementias and Alzheimer's that come into play as you get older in life. You know, and if you're not, if you're not replacing your glycogen stores, this is inevitably going to happen. So by putting fruit fear into us, it's scaring us to eat the fruit that we need to keep our glycogen stores up. You know, every single fundamental system of the body relies on glucose. Mm. It doesn't rely on fat, you know, in order to detoxify the liver, you need to provide it with phytochemicals and phytonutrients that come from fruits and vegetables. It, it helps a gentle cleanse. It helps to gently purge toxins out of the liver. You know, when I hear stories of people that are on the, they just jumped on the celery juice train and then they, they say they might've had a day or two that were good. And now all of a sudden they feel bloating, they have headaches, they have cramping, they're tired, they have no energy, they feel like crap, you know, and they, and they reach out to me saying, is this normal? Is this just a part of the detox? Is this part of the detox? Well, here, let me level with you. So, okay, technically it's part of you drinking celery juice, but the root is not the celery juice. The root is the fact that you have a very sluggish and toxic liver. And the celery juice is basically giving your signal a body to give you a signal to tell you that you've got to clean your shit up, you know? And that's simple as that. And some people listen to it and some people don't. Some people get scared of it and some people don't. And everybody has free will. And I think it's important that as long as we have the truth somewhere, one place, two places, you know, a handful of places, the more we can come together in solidarity and want to push the truth to get it out there for as many people as we possibly can so that they can make choices and decisions in their lives that will better their good health, you know, to become the best version of themselves. As long as we have that truth and that source to know where we can go to, we have the free will to 
believe what we want to be and do what we want to do and make the changes we want to make, you know? Who is it for me to tell anybody that feels as though even the good kind of MSG is okay for you to stay away from the, the, you know, there's this bad nutritional yeast, you know, and, and that has MSG in it, but the good nutritional yeast it and others, it, it's just, it's glutamic acid. That's natural. You know, that's natural. Okay, sure. Glutamic acid might be natural, but it is highly, highly, highly toxic to the liver. So, you know, like, believe me, don't believe me, you know? eat your nutritional yeast. Don't eat your nutritional yeast. I can tell you, I wouldn't touch it with a 10 foot pole. Not even if you paid me a million dollars because it's so toxic to the liver. But if you want to go ahead and start sprinkling nutritional yeast on everything, because you believe you found a brand that says that they don't have, you know, MSG and you believe that glumic acid is just good because you know, it's an amino acid. You just, you go, you go ahead more power Mm -hmm. to you. But for those that are very conscious about you know, not wanting to put a neurotoxin in their body, which is what MSG is, which is ultimately if you eat anything with like a natural flavor in it, you know, that's MSG. It's a form of MSG. It's a derivative. It's like they're, they're hiding MSG in everything. These are neurotoxins. Some people care about knowing what's in their food. They don't want to consume the neurotoxins, right? So it's just being able to give people the truth and the information so that they can make the right choice for them. I love that. So let me, can I ask you a random question? What do you eat in a day? Can you give me an idea of what you eat in a day? Because this is always where like, I get excited and I read a book and I'll go to Whole Foods and I'll get like every food that's in the book and you can't eat that much in a day, you know? Of what, course. Do you, what do you eat in a day? And what is the priority for you to get into your body every day? So celery juice is my first priority in the morning. I make sure that I get, you're only supposed to have, they say a minimum of 16 ounces in order to feel that the health benefits, but I do 32 ounces um, every morning on an empty stomach, just plain celery juice. I love it. I actually crave it. I wake up and my body's like, Oh my God, type of celery juice. I almost wake up early before my alarm wakes up because my body needs the celery juice. It's the craziest thing. I can. Yeah, I'm looking forward to those days right now. It's more like, Oh, celery juice again. <laughs> <laughs> well, after the celery juice, um, I, I make a one liter bottle of blended fruits and I'll take that bottle with me to do my smile aerobics. I'll go to the studio and do a smile aerobics session and while I'm exercising, I crush this one liter bottle. Now, usually it has wild blueberries in it, organic raspberries, organic mangoes. I will put fresh organic ginger root and turmeric root in it, a couple of tangerines and um, a little bit of filtered water. I blend that all up and that is basically my next meal. And so that will be what I have at the gym. When I come home from the gym, I probably crush about six or seven steamed potatoes with nothing on them. I eat potatoes like they are apples. People think I am just out to, out to lunch. I am just in a whole different plane of existence when they look at me, are you eating a potato? <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so funny. Looking- when I was reading this book, I was thinking, man, Idaho is going to love Anthony. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're going to love Anthony because oh, he's eating a potato bag. <laughs> Absolutely. But you know, I will, I will mention now, cause it's a very important point to mention that if you're going to eat a potato, please eat the organic potatoes. So, um, with a potato, because they grow underground and then they have the foliage that grows above the ground. If it's done in a conventional farm, they're going to get two doses of pesticides. So the pesticides that are going to seep through the ground right into the potato, and then the other pesticides that are going to follow the foliage and basically come down into where the potato is. So always make sure that you're sourcing out organic. I do have um, my own little personal roster in my brain of the foods that it's okay for me to get conventional and then just wash it real good. Or there's certain ones that you just don't even have to worry about it because a banana, for example, the pesticides are not going to like seep through the banana and avocado. If you're into avocado, it's not going to seep through the hard skin, any hard skin food or vegetable. Uh, pineapple is another one. You've got the cantaloupe, you've got the, the honeydews, you know, those kinds of things you can, you can get uh, conventional with no problem. Um, things like the thinner skinned, like the tomatoes and the bell peppers and the eggplants, apples, grapes. Yep. Yeah. All, all of that thin skin stuff you want to try and get as organic as possible or have a method, have a, have a really good method at home to try and remove as many of the pesticides as, as you possibly can. And I know that a lot of people have their different theories. I've heard of an ozonator. Some people are saying that they soak everything in water and baking soda um, Anthony William, the medical medium recommends just using a, uh, chemical free, fragrance free and free of all dioxins and parabens and, you know, sulfites and all of that, all those nasty things. 
just a clean fragrance-free soap and have a little brush and just, you know, scrub your, your fruits and your vegetables with a little brush and then rinse it really well. And that's going to work to get as much of, of those nasties off of it as possible. And it's better to do that and get the fruits and vegetables in you than not getting any fruits and vegetables in you at all. So after the potatoes, where do you go from there? So after the potatoes, um, generally something green. So microgreens, spinach salad. Um, sometimes I will blend up another smoothie. It all depends on what my day is looking like. Sometimes I've got to run around and I have to be out of home. So most of my stuff will go into liter bottles and will come with me as a smoothie. Um, but if I am home, I do enjoy eating raw onions. I have this thing with raw sweet onions that I'll slice them up really thin. I'll sprinkle some Celtic sea salt on them, and then I'll just let them rest. And the salt will actually change the flavor of the onions. I posted on this to Instagram, and people thought that it was kind of a gross idea. Some people liked it. Some people totally didn't like it. They said the onion was too spicy for them. Um, but the salt will actually change the flavor composition on your palate of what the onion tastes like. So it won't be very spicy. And then if you put a little bit of um, raw and pasteurized honey on it, which is very antibacterial and antiviral, I love honey over like 200,000 phytonutrients are inside the honey phytochemicals, which are just like life-giving and life-saving to the human body. I'll, string, I'll sprinkle a little bit of that on there with some wild blueberry and maybe some fresh thyme. And I'll eat that wrapped up in like a butter lettuce leaf roll um, I try and eat as close to the ground as possible and as clean as possible and eat my food in its most like whole clean form. Mm. Um, so my fridge basically is just full of fruits and vegetables and greens and whatever I have in my fridge or my freezer, I will use. So wild blueberries are in the freezer, the mangoes are in the freezer, the organic raspberries are in the freezer. So I'll take my spinach salad, I'll chiffonade it so it's really nice and fine. I have living organic herbs growing on my refrigerator. So then I'll chop down some cilantro, maybe some chives, maybe some parsley. I've got some pea sprouts, some basil. And then I'll mix that in with the chiffonade spinach. And then I'll go to my fridge and I might have some defrosted blueberries and raspberries in it. And then I'll pour that into the salad. Then I'll take those onions that I glazed with the, the honey and the, and the blueberries and the salt. And I'll just mix that together and make a beautiful salad out of it. And you don't even need a dressing because you have a little bit of the raw and pasteurized honey in it. Plus you have the natural juices from the wild blueberry and you mix that all together. And when you eat it, like you feel like you have just been given a second wind. It's a new energy. Like that type of food is so life giving. I know people that they'll go out for lunches and dinners and they'll go to a restaurant and they'll eat, you know, sushis or they'll have the chicken or they'll, you know, they think that they're eating healthy and God bless them for, you know, like eating not processed foods and stuff out of a box that comes out of a microwave or out of a can, that kind of thing. But they feel so bogged down after they feel like their all their energy has just been sucked right out of them. You know, the first thing they want to do after a big meal, they just want to, they just want to flop on the couch and that's it. You know, they're done for the day. They channel surfing and they have no energy for anything else. When you eat in this way, as close to the ground as possible, as clean as possible. And with as few ingredients as possible. And when I say few ingredients, I mean like no additives, no, no spices, no seasonings, no sauces, like all of that stuff no dressings like that stuff is so unnecessary and it just contributes to putting more crap and toxins in your liver that your liver has to deal with and let's be honest your liver is already dealing with so much stuff inside of you that you are not even consciously aware of you know i sat and i reflected um a couple of days ago all the things that we are exposed to in our day-to-day -day life that goes directly into our liver that we would never consciously think go into our liver and man that list was mind-blowing mind-blowing. Just think about when, when we gas up our car, right? Well, that's petrochemicals that we're inhaling. It goes into our lungs, straight into our bloodstream, then down into the liver. Like we're not, we're not immune to that. Mm -hmm. but, you know, in the twenties, the thirties, the forties, the fifties, the sixties, the seventies, we had some other poor sap pumping the gas for us. So we didn't have to, we didn't have to get the gas on our hands when we're pumping the gas and we didn't have to inhale the fumes right by the, the, the gas pump, you know, we had some other guy doing it for us. And so times are changing. Like our, our kids are pumping their gas. Now they're getting this gas onto them. You know, what about your barbecuing in the summertime? You got a gas grill. Well, where are those fumes going? You don't think that you're breathing that in. You got a gas stove at home. You got a gas range. You got a gas heater. You're breathing those fumes in. Maybe you live in an apartment You just moved into a brand new apartment. It looks nice and fresh, but you didn't know it was just sprayed for cockroaches. Right. And it was sprayed for cockroaches. Like 37 other times. So all of that stuff is built up, but you don't realize it because you don't see it. You're not consciously aware of it. You know, hairspray, perfumes, like perfumes are the worst for chemicals. How about your conventional fabric softener, your conventional detergents, 
like uh, chemicals. How about when you go shopping for clothes, there's fungicides spray, there's fungicides just laden all over these new clothes that you're buying and people don't even go home and wash their clothes. They just put the clothes right on. It's like, oh, I bought this outfit for the night. I'm going to wear it. Okay, well, you know what? You're getting some some extra dose of fungicides in you, so enjoy that. Mm-hmm. And and how do you think that all gets filtered through? It all gets filtered into your liver, you know? You're, you're standing at the bus stop and you're waiting to put your kids on the school bus in the morning. And the bus comes by with the diesel fuels. Well, right into the lungs, right into the liver. There's something else, you know? Uh, delivery truck is, is making a delivery to your house and he leaves his truck running. Boom, those fumes, oh, right, right in you as well. Oh, you had a bonfire. You're enjoying a bonfire. And there's some pressure treated wood because that's the only wood you can find. Okay, well, you know what? Now you're dealing with those chemicals. All of those chemicals are going straight into the liver. Now, I'm not saying to don't, don't have any cookouts and don't have any bonfires and, and just, you know, wash your clothes in water, skip the soap, or, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying any of that, but what I am saying is realize all of this stuff. And there's so much more that goes right into your liver. So we have to work to clean our liver because we know there's things that are going to happen. Things that are going to get into our liver, chemicals and toxins and poisons mixed with the already large amounts of heavy metals from yesteryear and DDT and pesticides, herbicides, fungicides, rodenticides, you know, then there's viruses. You have different Epstein-Barr viruses, different strains of HHV family, the, the shingles family of viruses. And then you've got strep bacteria, E. coli bacteria. Like there is just so much stuff that our livers are already inundated with. So you know what? Make yourself aware that you just need to do, put a little extra work into your liver. Your liver likes you. Your liver works so hard for you. Put a little extra effort into your liver and start to do the smart things and make these choices to help your liver detoxify itself so that it's not going to get sluggish and burdened over the course of time because your liver just cannot filter anymore. So then your liver, it starts to store chemicals. It starts to store these chemicals and these toxins and it just pushes it into the liver, pushes it into the liver. It just can't get rid of it. So it just keeps pushing in the liver. And then your liver gets so full of toxins that it just ends up like, like more or less leaching. Now it's leaching out into your body. And now you have these toxins that are just randomly floating around in your bloodstream. Do, 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 do. Let's see what kind of damage we can cause now because the liver is just inundated. It just can't keep all of this in check. And then, you know what? We start to get the weight gain going on. You know, we, we start to get all of these other symptoms and disorders that people are scratching their head about the bloating, you know, the, the SIBO, you start to notice your, your bacterial infections are starting to get a little bit stronger, you know, and, and then the brain fog going on and the thyroid going on because the body is just not in homeostasis anymore. It's not in a state of balance because when the liver is off and sluggish, I mean, everything goes shortly thereafter. And, you know, Anthony William, the medical medium, was saying that nine out of 10 people have sluggish livers now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it's amazing. And listen, I mean, <clears throat> if I can have the eighth of the energy that you have, I will take it. So I would just keep drinking that celery juice. <laughs> And you know what? It's clean. It's clean eating. Like I said, I wasn't always like this, Jen. I mean, when I was when I was sucked into that, you know, protein trap. You got to eat your protein, protein, protein. Where are you getting your protein from? You got to get your protein. I got sucked into that too. I didn't even have an eighth of the energy that yeah. I have right now that I had when I was eating the dairy and eating the grains and eating the meat and eating like the protein powders. Oh my goodness, protein powders. They just they're they're destructive. Not to mention, um, they actually have some heavy metals in them. There Mm -hmm. was some testing that went on, some actual science and research. There's certain science and research that I think are are very appropriate. Um, And this this is kind of one of them because it was an independent uh, that was doing the research to want to see what the brands were professing the product had in them, if it was true. So how many grams of protein, how many grams of carbohydrates? And was there anything else that we found in these protein powders that we should be aware of? Well, there was heavy metals that were coming back mm-hmm. into these proteins. And certainly, you know, the claims of X amount of protein was not true. In fact, it was far lower in a lot of these companies. And then the claim that the X amount of uh, carbohydrates was, was low was indeed far higher. You know what I mean? So it's like, you don't know what you're getting, but definitely ingredients in there that, that not, they don't help you at all. But going back to the whole science and research thing, you know, that's the other really tricky thing because so many people hang their hats on science and research. Well, I read a study that said, you know, that lectins are bad, that nightshades are bad. It'll cause inflammation if you eat it. And well, what we have to know about science and research is a lot of this is funded by private interest groups, you know, 
somebody has an idea, somebody has a theory, and they want to be able to hang their hat on something. So they present a, a financial uh, investor the opportunity to be a part of their research, to be a part of something amazing. And, and I want to try and, you know, find the cure for this or study this or study that. So they get the funding. But, you know, people that do the research, they don't want to have the funding kind of um, all for nothing mm-hmm. by not having their results come up roses. So let's say the investor invests and says, okay, well, if you think you, you got this, all right, let's, let's see the results. Let's make it happen. You know, and we're putting a lot of money into you. So you better get the results. We want those results. Yeah. We want those results. So yeah. we're, we're counting on you to work really hard to get those results. And so unfortunately there are times that the results are not what they should be because, uh, the person in charge of the research doesn't want to be known as the guy that failed. Mm. And because the guy that failed will never get another grant or another fund from any investor ever again. And mm. This is sort of a, just a small snapshot of it's what happens. Yeah, it's yeah. a flawed system. It's a very flawed system. So people have to understand if they're hanging, if they're if, like the, the, the side of the aisle that they're shopping in is about science and research you're going to get some misinformation out there, you know? So, but again, we all have our own free will. You listen to what science and research says, and then, you know, listen to what medical medium says and and or listen to what I'm saying, because everything that I'm saying as well is right from, right from medical medium. Um, I almost think that I'm just as blessed as he is by having the capacity to retain as much information as he has. I just don't have that voice talking in my ear 365 days, you know, all the time. I don't, I don't go snow blind when I go grocery shopping, you know, I don't have all of that. And God bless him in the deep blue sea. He swims in for enduring that for the rest of us. And, and, you know, for me and, and being able to just give me and infuse me with the information so mm-hmm. that I have it to be able to share and pass it along to everyone. Cause knowledge is power and you have to have the truth. And once you have the truth and once you have the other guy, what he says, then you make your decision and see which way you want to go. But I can tell you hundreds of thousands of people around the world are going on Anthony Williams' side, the medical medium side, they're listening to what he's saying. They're really absorbing the information. They're they're taking action. They're doing the things that he's saying, and they're getting results. And I'm sorry for me, results trumps research and science. Mm-hmm. So I would I would much rather be in the school of yeah, you know what the the results show me enough that I need to see that I believe this side over the other side. So. Well, I appreciate you sharing all of your knowledge with my audience today. Uh, where can everybody find you if they want to check you out? On Instagram at the smile enthusiast, you just have to put little underscores in between, you know, the smile and enthusiast to break those apart. And then on YouTube, uh, the smile enthusiast, and it's great. There's a lot of videos on my YouTube channel that are very relevant to my Instagram as well. So if you go on my Instagram and you see something and you read about something, chances are, I probably have a video on YouTube that will give you more information. And once again, all of the information in my videos as well is from the medical medium. And you will see that in any video uh, where I have his information. I definitely big him up big time and, and label him as the source of my information just so people understand where it's coming from. That's great. Thank you so much for your time today, Maya. I so appreciate you. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It was wonderful. I feel honored and blessed and I thank you so much. And you have yourself a wonderful rest of your day, sunshine. Thanks for listening to the Shamelessly Feminine Podcast. If you loved what you heard, be sure to leave a rating and review on iTunes so that more women can learn to live a badass life. To learn more about this movement, go to shamelesslyfeminine.com and join our Shamelessly Feminine Facebook group. Until next time, go out there and be the boss of your life.